0: So, let's talk about the slouching part, because we're, yeah. we're already there. Okay. Right? okay. So, a lot of people with back pain tends to sit up tall from a couple of different like reasons. Right? Like this. Like, like been too tall. tall okay. Right? okay. Too tall. So, you're sitting up tall right now, right? Yeah, I'm sitting up tall. Now, just feel your back muscles right now. It's, uh, it's tight. It's, it's tight, tight right, right? You're right? using your back muscles
1: And audience, this is not scripted. This is me doing it for the first time. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> like, you're
0: literally feeling your muscles tighten up as you're trying to sit yeah, up tall. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Right? Yeah. Now, it's just tight.
0: go ahead and exhale and just come back and now that muscle should feel a little bit looser it's loose
1: yeah
0: it's that slouching but most people lost the ability to slouch Mm. and they're not slouching from the right place Mm. that's the difference right so we have the thing called rib cage it's right here Mm -hmm. now let's say we sit up tall all day like this and a rib cage is gonna be stuck in this shape right here and if this rib cage can't move, mm-hmm. can we slouch? No. Yeah, we can, but we will slouch from the oh. spine. We'll slouch, like try to keep this tall right here and try mm. to slouch. You would feel most of the slouching coming from mm. the low back area, yeah. right? But if we teach someone to move this part of the body like this, now they're slouching from the upper back. Disluxion from the rib cage. Mm. And that's a lot more comfortable. But if they don't have access to that, they're gonna get a lot more movement from the spine, mm. which is not so comfortable. So you think about like my finger, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have the upper back here and mm-hmm. I have the lower back here. Mm-hmm. Let's say this part is very stuck, mm. like it, it can't move. Mm. But we need to get from A to B. So how do we get there? We get it from the whole thing? We get it from the lower part, because oh. the top part's not moving. But if the top part can move and the lower part can move, then it's a little bit more unison, Mm. right? You think about like, let's say we're slouching, we can get 50% of the slouch from here and then 50% of the slouch from here. Uh, But if someone's really stuck up here, they are gonna get 90% of the movement from down here. Yeah, yeah. So their default is to always hinge their back, always stress their low back when they're slouching. So what do we do? We teach someone how to slouch. And how do we get people to slouch and move the rib cage? We exhale. Mm. Think about all the times that you're stressed and you're working at a, at a desk.
1: Mm-hmm. How
0: often do you take a deep exhale? Let's go.
1: Okay, welcome to another episode of Affordable Housing and Real Estate Investing. Today, I got one of my best friends, Dr. J, in the house. At He's the owner of PhysioX. He is out here changing lives, helping people live life without limits. It's a beautiful, beautiful business, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to see my friend just evolving his business ever since the day he grew up in affordable housing. We grew up in the same building together. This episode will not be about real estate investing, but one of our goals of our podcast is to highlight folks like Dr. J, like our prior episode with LT, people that grew up in affordable housing that had just become amazing individuals today. And that's why I wanna bring Dr. J on to the podcast today. So Dr. J, Welcome to the podcast, man. I'm so excited to be talking to you today because we've never really had a conversation like this one-on-one. So I can't wait, man. Just for the people that don't know you, man. Introduce yourself. Tell them a little bit about yourself, man.
0: Well, I think your introduction was pretty pretty (laughs) on point over there. (laughs) Yeah, actually, my first podcast, so it's pretty cool. And I never thought it'd be like a real estate podcast. (laughs) But hey, as far as my life's been concerned, everything kind of happens pretty randomly, but mm-hmm. all kind of works out at the end. Yeah, my name is Dr. J. I've been running a business called Physio X since 2020. And it really started off online mostly. Mm-hmm. And the premise is that I'm just trying to help people fix their movement patterns mm-hmm. so they can live a better pain-free lifestyle. And what I learned is that most people don't really need to see if are physical therapists all the time. What mm. they really need is just knowledge and how to execute it properly, along with some accountability. So it have been pretty successful online and now I'm moving to a brick and mortar clinic and we're just gonna move that, that model into
1: this in-person style of treatment. That's yeah? so cool, man. I, I think seeing your business evolve over the years has been really incredible. And man, it's just seeing, we grew up in the same building and you have come such a long way. I mean, look at this beautiful studio you have, man. This beautiful clinic. It's, it's amazing, man. I'm just so proud of you, man. Seriously, from the bottom of my heart, I'm just so proud of you. And I'm just so happy you're here. But maybe for the audience that doesn't really know about what it means to grow up in affordable housing, maybe can you just tell us a little story about how, who your parents are and how they grew up in affordable housing, how you grew up in affordable housing, and more importantly, what did affordable housing mean for you growing up? Absolutely. I
0: mean, it really is, without affordable housing, literally would not be doing what I'm doing today. Absolutely not. Because, I mean, we grew up in very similar backgrounds. Our mm-hmm. parents yeah. immigrated here from China. You know, we came with nothing on, our, on their backs. And then we're growing up in this place with just so much opportunity. Sometimes I think back and say, hey, what if they didn't come here, right? What if mm-hmm. they are just back home? I'll probably be a farmer. I think about this all the time. I'm like, hey, instead of doing what I'm doing, I could be farming. And the weird part is, I'm like, you know what? I kind of want to do it. I kind of want to farm. You know, sometimes (laughs) I just want to be out there in the fields. But I digress. But, yes, affordable housing. I mean, we grew up in the middle of Boston, right? We're so used to it, though. But when I got into, like, high school, college, Mm -hmm. it's kind of a a privilege in a way. So in a roundabout type of way, affordable housing allows me to live a very privileged, privileged life without having the privilege of all the money that you need to live in Boston. So I, I think, I mean, I can really go on for days of how impactful it can be.
1: And I, I mean, I can see what it has done for you because we've, we literally grew up in the same building and I want you, like we played basketball together ever since we were young. We, really went to school across the street and everything and i see now that your parents are thriving they still live in the same apartment building as my parents and i see that you have been able to not not like say get out but you have been able to take advantage of you mentioned privilege but you've been able to take advantage of the environment that was given to you and really thrive on it. You didn't just say like, Hey, let me settle. Let me just stay where I am, stay comfortable. You decided to become an entrepreneur. You decided to take the leap of faith, right? You started your business in 2020 during COVID. Tell me how, tell me how scary it was for you to make that leap. Because I don't think people understand when you are growing up in an environment where everyone I'm sure your parents and I, my parents are similar in that manner. were like, Hey, just go get a, sta- go to school, get a stable job work until you're 65, retire, but you and I did something completely different. We all went out, I chose real estate, you're doing your uh, physical ex-business. How scary was it, man? Yeah, so it was kind of, um,
0: I don't want to put this lightly because the pandemic was very hard for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, it really opened up a lot of opportunities. Mm in that same time frame. So what I found was just that in the time of the pandemic, everyone's at home. Mm. And one thing that was really missing is just connection. Yeah. And I found that people online more, people are digesting a lot more content. Mm -hmm. And I just started creating a little bit more content. Mm. And in the beginning, I was like kind of making it in a way where like, well, what do people want to see? What, you know, should I make some exercise videos? And I did all of that, I did what was supposed we're supposed to do and then I shifted one day and I said you know what I'm just gonna make videos that I like to make (laughs) I'm just gonna be me Mm -hmm. on camera yeah show it to the world yep and there's something about being authentic putting it out there people really resonate with mmm and from there I found that what if I just talk about what I do in a way that just myself I'm gonna attract the people that that like me yes and it's crazy because that's how the whole business started. Mm. You know, it's just out of pure authenticity. So yeah, I'm not sure to uh, answer the question, but how scary it was at the time, the pandemic is to this day, it's probably one of the scariest things that I've, I've done so far. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know, I had a stable job, mm-hmm. you know, I was good my caseload, I've getting people better, yep. was, you know, I was pretty confident in my set. And then I'm like, all right, now I want to throw all that away and just start from zero. Wild, wild. And start in a way where it's not really just traditional path at all. It's like not only is it an entrepreneurship, but it's also we're doing it online and in a field that's mm-hmm. traditionally seen in person. Mm-hmm. Right? But uh,
1: I, I mean, that's what impressed me about your business, because when you, when you started, I think I remember seeing you in Hawaii. Uh, for one of our boys trips and I remember you setting up videos showing how you were setting up customized videos with exercises for a specific client you didn't do a cookie cutter approach you said let me do my best to help this person specifically and I think that's how I knew you were gonna be successful man like when I saw that Wow, this guy d- didn't take a cookie cutter approach where I've seen PT offices. I used to be an EMT and I walked into those offices before and I was like, huh, it's kind of like just like a row of people and they were just working on patients. You took a different approach and you allowed people to meet you where they are. And they came in and they said, hey, Dr. J, this is my problem. What can I do? And you gave them almost a customized program. You made a business that almost required people to be in person, successful online, and that is like the true marking of entrepreneur man you you figure out a problem and you devise the solution and you did it mm-hmm. and i just think about like all the hard things you have done in life and i've watched you throughout your entire career man you you went to school you were still in school when everybody was graduating you took a really hard job you learned the skills and you never were too good for anything uh, maybe if i were to take a step back a little bit why Why PT, man? Like, I felt like one day you just told me, hey, I'm going to school, but this is what I'm studying. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't think we ever talk about this, but why PT? Tell us a little bit about
0: that. So I think it kind of just made a lot of sense just from the trajectory mm-hmm. of... How my life was going at the moment mm. right so you know we were at the ymca yeah. you know we were on we we're on like the little mini celtics uh yes, yes, team this elementary school <laughs> we were killing it though. we were the champions yeah right? we were the champions it was just me and you really <laughs> we, we didn't need the other teammates <laughs> Sorry. besides the point we're gonna be going on, on like a bunch of tangents but anyways <laughs> so i was always into fitness mm-hmm. well i guess i should even Go back a little bit more. I was into gaming. Yes. First of all, yes. I was playing games all day. Yes. Counter Strike, Diablo <laughs> Two. Those are my jam, right? Yep, yep. And I've spent hours, man, hours <laughs> doing that. But in high school, there's this guy isn't in the class with me. He looked at me and he goes, "Hey, you should play volleyball." And I'm like. No. <laughs> First of all, it's not a manly sport. You know, if I'm gonna play something, I am play football. You know, okay. basketball, or something, right? But I don't know what it is. Convinced me. I went, in, I went into the court. And I started playing volleyball. Mm-hmm. And there's something about just getting better at something physically yes. yep. that really just kind of satisfied this itch in me that I didn't really had mm-hmm. or knew I needed mm-hmm. from playing games. And just from mm-hmm. there, I started doing a little bit more sports. I'm just, lifting weights a little bit. Went to the YMCA, started to lift a little bit of weight. Honestly, um, I started to, the, the lifting weights thing because vanity, really. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, wanna, I mean, we're young, we're trying to lift weights, we're trying to get stronger. 15 years old, mm-hmm. you know, I watched like Matthew McConaughey on the screen take off the shirt and all the girls go crazy and I'm like, that's, I, that's the guy I wanna be, you <laughs> know what I mean? Started lifting weights, became like a staff, okay at the YMCA Mm -hmm. from there became a personal trainer yeah and then from there I just kept diving more and more into it and it's just fascinating Mm. because look we can do something physically to the body yes and makes our joints feel different Mm. I discovered foam rolling yeah and I did it for myself because I having some I was having some knee pain from playing volleyball took it away and I'm like And I feel like more people should know about this. Mm. And it just kind of kept going to the point I'm in college. I'm taking all these kinesiology classes all the way through. And I'm like, I still want to learn more. Mm. So how do I take this a step further? And I know I want to do something physical, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. just be a doctor. I wouldn't say not just be a doctor. It's very hard to be an MD. (laughs) But I don't want to dive into the realm of the chemistry and the yeah. biology and what's involved in it. I want it. The more the physical aspects of yeah. their knowledge. So I chose PT school. Got it. And what actually kept me in is just watching people change their lives. Right? People coming in here and they say, Look, I haven't been able to mm-hmm. play with my kids for the last two years and mm. now have this opportunity to to do that and thank you. Without you, you know, wouldn't have been possible. And those kind of stories those are the stories that really
1: kept me going yeah i call it like the the emotional income it goes beyond any financial compensation you can go through it's knowing that you had an impact on somebody and knowing that they're probably going to pay it forward in ways that you will never know and i think that's why we got into affordable housing like just think about the guy that built the apartment building for us He probably would never, he or she would probably never be able to fathom the impact that affordable housing has had on someone. Where look at you, you were just a a kid growing up in affordable housing, and now you are literally changing lives. Who knows? Maybe it's one of the relatives that you're helping nowadays, but you are literally changing their lives and you are helping them live a life without limits and you are actually helping them live a pain-free life and for someone that is so so important for them to enjoy their time with their kids it's priceless man that's why I'm, I, I love sharing i don't really promote that many other people's stories on my instagram but i know you are out here changing lives and i think it's so important for people to appreciate that there is another method to this madness there is another way to get better besides for just taking prescription medicines or over-the-counter medicines and stuff like that. And I, that's why you are so successful today and I think about how you're so successful, right? Everything is like a series of, let me back up. I think there's a saying out there that says, hey, success isn't a surprise, it's just a accumulation of decisions. And you have made those decisions time in and time out. I remember watching you go to work at like 5 a.m. in the morning and I'm just struggling to get up because I'm not a morning person. I'm, i'm struggling to get up but i know that you're out there meeting with clients and making appointments already that has translated to where you are today because of all those things that you've done i'm just i'm just so proud of you man um well maybe let's keep educating the audience a little bit because we this podcast is about real estate and affordable housing but i want to always bring value to the audience because For people that don't really understand what PT is and how you do it differently, can you just help them understand, like, hey, what is traditional PT, from what you understand, and how are you doing things differently? Right. So, maybe have a little tea. (laughs) (laughs) Take a
0: little breather. Okay, (laughs) Okay. let's go. So, um, in traditional PT, I mean, you get a script from the doctor, you say, oh, you have this back pain, you go see this person. Yeah. And I think, the biggest problem is that we are just narrowing it down to one diagnosis. Mm. You come in, you're a back pain person, someone else come in, you're a shoulder pain person. Yeah. But what is beneath it all is a lot more important.
1: Mm.
0: So here, let me elaborate a little bit more. So not everywhere you feel your pain is where the problem is. And what we different is that we consider how everything works together. Yep. And we really take an emphasis on the nervous system. Because mm. we believe that movement generally happens in the subconscious. So yep. for example, when you lift up the teacup, you know, you, you have a little mm. tea here, you know, yep. you bring it to your mouth. Yep. You have a sip. Yep. You're not thinking about, I'm gonna use my bicep, mm. I'm gonna use my forearm. You just do it, right? Yes. You, you have an action in your mind. You have a, you have a goal, yep. you get it done. You expect all your muscles and your joints mm. to work in collaboration to get this done. So, this is how I love to explain to people. I call it the detour analogy. Huh. All right. okay. So. Let's say you start a job, you got to get from your home Mm -hmm. to the office. Yep. First day, you're going to put on a GPS, you're going to put in the address to the office. 20 minutes, great. You get in the car, you drive, right? A couple more days go by, you use the GPS, but after Mm -hmm. a month, Mm -hmm. you don't have to use the GPS anymore, right? Autopilot. You get in the car, next thing you know, you're there already. You don't know how you get there. Yep. So we call that your default movement pattern. Everyone has that. Got it. Okay. Now imagine one day you start driving Uh and there's a detour. Mm -hmm. Normal path, no longer there. Mm. You got to take a right. And when you took this right, you went through some potholes. (laughs) You hit traffic. (laughs) Okay. My God, it's just strenuous. You get there and now it took you like 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. And you're like, God, that was awful. Next day you go detour so there. Mm. Another 50 minutes. After a while, guess what happens? That 50 minute, now it becomes your new normal. Mm. Now that becomes your new default movement pattern, mm. right? So what, if, what happens there? It could be, oh yeah, I sprained my ankle real bad like five years ago, mm-hmm. and I was walking around with a little bit of a limp, and then mm-hmm. now you're going to walk a little bit differently. Now when you do squats, it's going to look a little bit differently, but it's all happening in the subconscious. You see, you're not mm. thinking about doing it different your body mm. just have to adapt mm. right so and then maybe after you know you hurt your ankle you do a squat and you hurt your hip now you start to understand that what you're doing right now how your body's moving is an accumulation of all different detours that you've taken in your life yeah and that's what you look like ah. right now imagine a third scenario you start driving another detour this time to the left to the left This left, you're like, fuck, another detour. (laughs) As if this 50-minute ride isn't enough, right? (laughs) But it brought you over to a shortcut. Oh. You miss the traffic. You miss the potholes. You get to the office. Ten minutes. You're like, what? (laughs) What? This is crazy, right? So what do you do? The next day, you take it Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. again and again and again. Until now, that ten minute becomes your new default movement pathway. Got it. Got it. So this is what we do. We are going to be sitting on the passenger side. You're on mm-hmm. a driver's seat, mm-hmm. and you're just gonna. I'm gonna be like, eh, take a left here, take a right here. See that street. Take yeah. a little bit yeah. of a turn this way. Get to your destination. Great. I want you to do it on your own over and over again. And this is what traditional PT doesn't uh, do. Is that usually. They're doing a lot of work on you. They yeah. put you in a little stem pad, yep. They massage you. Yep. All that stuff It's great. It's kind of like just sitting on a driver's seat and you're on a passenger seat. It mm. gets you feeling better, but you have no idea how to do that for yourself. Yeah. yeah. And those effects don't really last. Yeah. Right? So this is kind of biggest way <laughs> that we're different. Mm. Is that we're working with the nervous system here. We're trying to change your default movement patterns. Yeah. We're not looking at the symptoms completely. Yeah. That all sounds all good, but like, what does it look like in person? Mm. So if someone comes to see us, what we'll do, we'll have them move. I'm um, Have you been down this way, this way, this way, arch back, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. But I don't want you to think about how you're doing it. Just do it. Yeah. Do it like how your body wants to do it. You okay. Got and it. And I'm watching all these moves and I'm like, okay, it seems like, okay, you have a little pain going down, you know, whatever. I'm going to show you a detour. Nice. And that detour may look like I want your foot to do this certain Yeah move i yep. want you to feel these muscles work mm-hmm. you feel that i want you to be in a certain position i want you to breathe in this way i want you to feel ear in this part of your body yeah yeah it seems kind of random right yeah you come out of it you do the same moves again mm. i'm looking for two things does it feel better doing it a second time around mm. does it look different a second time around mm. both it's going to be the best case scenario and if it does look better the second time around without having to do it any differently, yeah. then I can be pretty sure that, hey, look, we just did something that's gonna give you that detour, that's gonna change your default movement pattern. All so you gotta good. do is do it over and over again. That is so good. Right? Versus you go to a traditional clinic, they go there, they're like, yeah, you do this exercise, do this exercise, but you don't really know what is happening yeah. in your body. You don't feel the change. You're okay. just doing exercises. you just doing exercises, and who wants to do exercises? people want to do something that's meaningful mm. and we're here to provide you something that's meaningful. Cause we want to prove to you that what we do is actually going to create a difference in, in you oh, and you should be able to feel it within the first session.
1: That is so cool. I I've watched some of your videos where you're literally teaching people how to slouch and I was like, huh, I, I feel like I've been taught to just constantly sit up straight in my entire life. Why is this guy different? And I was like, this is one of my best friends teaching this stuff. This is so cool. I've heard of, I've seen videos of you saying, hey, clench your butthole. I've seen videos of you saying, you got to engage your glutes. And I think you're helping people almost become aware of their own thoughts because like you said earlier, it's like they were just doing things like they were, but you help them engage something differently changing the environment a little bit. And you have the space that puts them in an the environment so that they can become aware of what they need to do to become better. Man, I mean, give us a real example. Um, you don't have to name any patient names, but like tell us like a really common scenario that you run into from your patients. And how did you actually help them? Like did you give them different exercises to help them? Reengage your brain. Like tell us, tell us something. Like give us, make it real for the audience. Cool. About like, what you actually do.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about the slouching part because we're yeah. already, we're already
1: there. Okay. Right? Okay.
0: So, a lot of people with back pain tends to sit up tall, from a couple of like, different like reasons. This, right. Like, 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 like been too tall. tall. Okay. Right. Okay. Too tall. So you're sitting up tall right now, right? Yeah. I'm sitting up tall. Now just feel your back muscles right now. It's, uh, it's tight. It's, it's tight, tight right, right, right. You're
1: using your back muscles And audience, this is not scripted. This is me doing it for the first time. <laughs> yeah, you, like, you're
0: literally feeling your muscles tighten up as you're trying to sit up tall. Yeah, talk, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Now just tight. go ahead and exhale and just come back. And now that muscle should feel a little bit looser. It's loose?
1: Yeah.
0: That's slouching. But most people lost the ability to slouch. Mm. And they're not slouching from the right place.
1: Mm.
0: That's the difference, right? So we have the thing called rib cage. It's right here. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say we sit up tall all day like yep. this, and a rib cage is gonna be stuck in this shape right yeah. here. And if this rib cage can't move,
1: mm-hmm.
0: can we slouch? No. Yeah, we can, but we will slouch from the oh. spine. We'll slouch, like try to keep this tall right here and try mm-hmm. to slouch. You would feel most of the slouching coming from mm. the low back area, yeah. right? But if we teach someone, to move this part of the body like this. Now they're slouching from the upper back, just slouching from the rib cage. Mm. And that's a lot more comfortable. But if they don't have access to that, they're gonna get a lot more movement from the spine, Mm. which is not so comfortable. So you think about like my finger, right? Mm -hmm. Like I have the upper back here and Mm -hmm. I have the lower back here. Mm -hmm. Let's say this part is very stuck. Mm. Like it it can't move. Mm but we need to get from A to B. So how do we get there? We get it from the whole thing. We get it from the lower part, because ah. the top part's not moving. But if the top part can move and the lower part can move, then it's a little bit more unison, mm. right? You think about like, let's say we're slouching, we can get 50% of the slouch from here and then yeah. 50% of the slouch from here. Ah. But if someone's really stuck up here, you're yeah. gonna get 90% of the movement from down here. Yeah. yeah, So their default is to always hinge their back, always stress their low back when they're slouching. Huh. So what do we do? We teach someone how to slouch. And how do we get people to slouch and move the rib cage? We exhale. Mm. Think about all the times that you're stressed and you're working at a, at a desk. Mm-hmm. How often do you take a deep exhale? Not often. You might you're stressed, right? You're stressed. You might not even breathe. Short, very short breaths. Short oh, breath. And guess what happens when you have short breath? These ribs just stay inflated. Mm. They stay. They it's stay almost really like a
1: narrow range. A narrow range. But yeah. if you take a.
0: See how that starts to get you to slouch over yeah, I almost feel bit. like a little relaxation in my brain almost a little relaxation and people need that yeah especially in this day and age everyone is just super stressed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now this is going to go on a little bit tangent but now we're starting to see how the way that we feel emotionally can have a drastic effect on the way that we move physically mm. because of the physical effect of what breathing has yeah. on here yeah and what the emotional effect that it has on the physical movement of the ribs yeah, as yeah. well. So now we're strong, this a very, very st- strong connection. Mm. And people mm. need to see that. Because people think about breathing and they're like, yeah, there's yeah, some spiritual stuff, It's just <laughs> you yeah. know, some hokey pokey stuff. It's like, no, there's literally, physically, things are moving in your body when you breathe.
1: Right, and you need to be conscious of what you're doing to your body whenever you are actually in that state of mind. And I think that's what you're really helping people do that is so cool so, so do people mostly come in here for back pain is like the, the number one symptom or something like that like what what else do you help treat or what kind of problems do you help solve right so i want to say we're very specific on
0: any joints specifically back pain mm-hmm. just seems to be most common mm, that's right? true but everyone comes in with different type of issues knee issues ankle issues hip issues okay. but usually the people that come in yeah. are the ones who have tried traditional physical therapy uh, have tried a lot of different things yeah. Where they're only looking at that one one piece mm. but they know there's something missing yeah. right it's like yeah i have this knee issue but it's only sometimes it's not all the time right and I, when i have this knee issue, some for some reason my left hip also hurts at the same time oh interesting and yeah. when this hip gets worse that knee gets worse right so there's this connection they're like they, they know there's a connection yeah, but yeah. no one really try to figure out what that connection is wow so we come in here, we watch the entire movement patterns, mm-hmm. and we're like, look, you have a knee issue, I get it, but it's because your shin bone, is not really moving when
1: your ankle needs to go forward. So, we- sh- so the shin bone, let me say like the shin bone wasn't moving when the foot and ankle was moving? Oh yeah, yeah did yeah. I catch that correctly? Yeah. What?
0: So when your knee needs to go forward past your toes, your shin bone needs to create some kind of rotation. Oh, to happen interesting and for that to happen your yeah. foot needs to go change into a, a shape whether mm. it's going flat or going arch now if the foot isn't really moving well yeah that means that shin bone is not going to move very well that means that knee is not going to feel very good yeah yeah right you think about uh. the knee feels good when it's doing this when both bones are kind of moving on a similar pace yeah when one bone is moving a little bit faster than the other bone oh. now you have a little bit of a twist in the oh. knee right uh-huh. So, it's painful already just right? looking at it. <laughs> but is it a knee problem? Or it could be a foot problem, or it could, could it be a hip problem. Mm. So, we're just looking at one part of the body and trying to figure out what the symptoms and how to, how to fix it. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss
1: out on actually the root cause of it. Yeah. Man, that's incredible, man. And I think you explained it in a way that I actually understood it, and the audience will probably understand it just by the way you explained it.
0: Honestly, that is where I spent half my day just thinking about how do I explain in a way that people can digest and understand because look we go to, you go to a lot of medical offices yeah. and things they'll explain to you what's going on in your body and you're like you're,
1: you're not even speaking my language yeah they might give you a handout and say like this is what's wrong with you or like you said a pt office like they'll give you a handout of all the exercises that you have to do mm-hmm. that's it i was like what is actually going to affect that change how do you actually help me because i think in business and everything, it's almost like 80% is mindset. It's like, how do you become aware of what you need to do to become better? And I think that's what you are unlocking. It's like that most important part that people aren't thinking about. Mm. They think it's just like something you prescribe. It's not, you have to help them engage and dig even deeper. Mm. And I think that's where you are having success. Right. So a lot of my content
0: in the early stages of TikTok, <laughs> never, you don't know, never really show people what I do for exercises. Yeah. You don't really yeah. see me showing you an exercise. Yeah. But I'm always trying to find ways to get you to think about what you're doing differently, mm-hmm. and that's in business, right? That's what you're doing in your content. You go into mm-hmm. affordable housing market, and people think about affordable housing. They're like, yeah, you know, just you know, government back. You know, how how can that be yeah. something that can give me this life freedom that I'm looking for? Well, why would I invest in that? Mm-hmm. You know. But you're coming out with these things like, well, you know, it's kind of guaranteed that you're going to get paid for all yeah. these things, right? Right. So those are very interesting concepts that you bring forth. And these things I'm not privy to at all. Yeah. But yeah. I'm interested. I'm watching that stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't have to cash flow right now. <laughs> when I do,
1: I know a guy, you know? But, but this is why I think you and I get along because we understand how difficult this journey is. And sometimes how lonely this journey is because it's not like we have incredibly supportive wives but i think for sometimes like the certain decisions you go through in life and you're like hey is is this the right decision am i doing the right thing am i focused on the right thing and that's why you know sometimes i just give you a call randomly just like hey look i i see what you're doing keep at it i know it's hard that's why i call you man it's not because i understand what you're going through but i kind of understand the the support that you really need to build this, man. This took a massive amount of effort, and I trace it all back to, again, affordable housing is because if you never had that home growing up, if you didn't have a stable roof going up, like you, again, would not be where you are today. I wouldn't be where I am today without that home. And I think about it because we can, in turn, pay it forward in our own ways, not just through real estate, but through what you're doing, just changing lives, creating a positive impact, helping these people spend time with their family. I know one day I'm getting old. I know one day I'm going to get some back pain. And I know one day I'm going to be in here. I'll be like, hey, dude, I should have <laughs> watched more of your videos. <laughs> Let's take it from the top again. Let's, uh, for, for the people that are thinking about starting their own business, going on their own journey, anything that is far from the typical path of go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a good job, marry, have kids, and live until you're, work until you're 65 and, and retire. Like, What advice do you have for them about starting on your own journey, starting your own business? How do they even mentally prepare for that? And what kind of advice do you have for them if they are thinking about this? Well,
0: I think it starts with an itch, mm. right?
1: You have, got to have an itch
0: that you want to do something that's mm. a little bit more than what you're already doing. Mm. And if you have that itch and it keeps kind of gnawing at you, like something super annoying, you can't, like a scratch in your back, you can't get <laughs> And it's happening for like yeah. six months, a year. It's time, months to start, it's time to find that itch and str- <laughs> scratch it a little bit, right? <laughs> but, so scratching is kind of the first part. But I really, I think if you want to build something, you got to know why you're building it. Yeah. And I think you've done a good job of that because you know why you're doing it. Because mm-hmm. you're looking for the people like us who grew up in affordable housing, how do yeah. we provide that type of opportunity yeah. and watch that trickle effect kind of amass yeah. into different parts of life. That's such you know how we're growing yeah. up right now. So when I embark on my journey, I kind of want to understand, well, what is it about? am I building a physical therapy clinic? Mm. Well, there's a million of them. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, how, 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 am I gonna be different? Well, so let's kind of dive into just like the deeper meaning of what we're trying mm. to do. Mm. Like, are we trying to fix people's backs? Are we trying to fix people's hips and knees? Mm. Yes, in a way we are. Yeah. Yeah. But what we're act what are we actually doing? We're trying to enhance the human experience. Mm. We're trying to let them live a life that they had envisioned, mm-hmm. that they thought would have been impossible, yeah. because their body just couldn't take them where they want to be. Yeah. How do we give people that type of effect? So, when I design, like, just what how the place looks like, when I design the mm. logo, yeah, I incorporate some of these virtues in there, mm-hmm. like in the X. That's right. It's actually, the the human character for human mm-hmm. is just to remind us, like, hey, look, we are a physiotherapy company, but our true goal is really to yeah, yeah. create more fulfilled human mm-hmm. beings. Mm-hmm. And as a Chinese character, because yeah. of our upbringing too as Asian Americans, yeah. going to entrepreneurship is not the first choice. Mm-hmm. It's not a safe choice. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we're watching some some amazing Asian Americans kind of making it now. Yeah, yeah. You know, in, in right. Hollywood. So. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of the influence is starting to spread, mm-hmm. and I'm like, how can I play a role in that? How can I inspire the next generation of Asian Americans or minorities who wants to embark yeah. in an entrepreneurial journey? That's right. So, can I mix something like that in the forefront? Mm. And I'm not sure about you growing up. Maybe I mean, I was a quiet kid in the back of the class, yeah. I didn't want to be, I don't want to cause any attention yeah. to bring to myself, right? That's what we're taught. That's what we're taught. We're taught not to cause any trouble. It's kind of in our culture, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not how we move forward. So when I designed this whole thing, it's like, can I also bring some empowerment to my people in a way? And also, eventually when I explain I want to hire other physical therapists. Mm -hmm. That's right. And I'm telling you, the physical therapy profession is not good for the people practicing in it. Mm. The burnout rate is extraordinarily high they see like 80 ton of people a day, like twice, maybe three times. you need volume, right? You need volume for the money. You need the volume. Yep. That's because you're in a traditional insurance-based clinic. That's right. Business is math too. The Correct. math needs to work. Correct. And for that math to work, they need to work those people like horses. Yes. And they get burned out. They got get efficiency. I get it. Right. I, so That's why. Okay. Also, when I'm building PhysioX, it's like, when I hire someone, can I pay them a really good salary because look, if we're all about living life without limits, if we're about living a fulfilled life, mm-hmm. I need to be able to monetarily compensate my employees yep. in a way that allows them to yep. live the model right. that we're trying to preach. Exactly. So how do we do that? So these are the questions I ask myself when I'm when I'm building the business. Yeah. I think a lot of times as an entrepreneur, we're just asking ourselves questions. <laughs> yeah. Just asking questions. Yeah. I think. One advice, I mean, I've only been doing this for a couple of years. I don't think I'm an expert or anything, but I think if I were to give one advice for people starting out into entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. it's learning, how to, learning to ask the right questions. Love that. That's and then when advice. you have the right answers to those questions, then you will know your next move. I love that. And I think
1: this is so cool because you and I get together like physically probably once, maybe twice a year. And whenever you and I catch up, we almost like debrief each other about the people we've met, the experiences that we've had, and we bring it back and we share that with one another to see how we can help each other continue growing because we know that it, this, this journey is hard. And I think you summarize it really well by, asking the, by saying the advice is to ask the right questions. When you ask the right questions, you start getting into the right rooms. You, you might even ask yourself the question like, hey, am I in the right room? Am I doing this the right way? Those thoughts of self-doubt and fear actually never really go away. Like today, I, I, when I look at deals for real estate, I'm always questioning myself, wow, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? And I had to have people give me advice, mentors give me advice. You gotta start asking like, well, what if it goes right? What, what if it goes right? Because we're taught with that fear growing up, we're taught to save money because we came from scarcity mindset. Now you are saying, hey, there, you have you are exemplifying an abundance mindset, you're saying, let me not work my staff to death because I've seen that model fail. Let me do something different. And you've actually had the courage to take that path, to do something different, to be a leader. And I think that's where you are beyond your years, man. You are, you're doing things differently. You're doing things so cool. And you really have somebody's best interests at heart. And I think that will outweigh any obstacle that really kind of comes in your way
0: yeah absolutely i would kind of want to challenge you on the on the abundance mindset but i agree with it you, yeah we should have abundant mindset but there's this one there's this one frame that kind of keeps me going yeah it's almost counterintuitive to oh tell success.
1: me oh i like this let's go <laughs>
0: it is what if it doesn't go well mm. what if everything goes to shit? yeah the question now becomes what would i do then yeah and if i have to answer that question then i can't fail mm. so this is a weird thing that I do, yeah, I imagine if I'm homeless, what would I do? yeah, yeah, I have a plan, I'll okay. be on the streets, I must you know, I still have my skills, yeah, I still know how to fix people's bags, I still know do all that, yeah, I can write a couple of jokes, maybe you know yes. <laughs> I can do a little weird stuff, I'll do a little dance, yeah. yeah, I'll panhandle a little bit, yeah, but I'll try to be clever with the marketing, you know, I'll try <laughs> to have different copies, yeah. I'm trying to just get a little bit more interest in people, so yeah. This is weird. I have a plan to get out of being homeless. I love that. And that's how I'm able to keep going. That's how I'm able to take risks. Cause I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? I run out of money. I'm I'm living on the streets, but I got a plan to get out. So I'm still good. You're still good. I'm still good. But of course, you also you also want to look at the positive too. <laughs> so just this duality, and they don't of course. have to, they can coexist with each other. Yeah,
1: but I think what gave you the ability to come up with a plan to get out of homeless is. Again, I go back to success is never a surprise. It is a series of decisions that you've made. And I have seen you make hard decisions time in and time out, man. Time in and time out, you've done hard things. And when you look back and you can say, man, that was really hard, but I got through it. Man, that was really hard, but I did it. Or man, that was really hard, but I knew who to reach out to for help. That's why you have a plan to get out of being homeless, man. You've done everything in your power in your life to get ready for that moment. You're like, hey, even if I've done, look at the things I learned from marketing. Like, dude, like, come on. Um, You are going to be immensely successful in your life, man. And that's not a comment or compliment I I give lightly. You have done hard things time in and time out. And sometimes that's not true for all of our friends. But you and I, we don't try to like convince our friends. Like our friends are who we grew up with. And I think you and I are just like trying to just be role models, trying to lay out, like, hey, if you want to do this, it's possible. We all grew up from the same place. We just sometimes make different choices. We make different decisions. But no one's ever too late for this stuff. And I think that's why you're so inspiration to all the folks. Like, There must be more than one person out there that is thinking about, man, what if this goes wrong? But hopefully, Dr. J's story today will tell you, well, why don't you just have a plan to get out of being homeless? That's right. <laughs> if you can get out of being homeless, yeah. you can do
0: anything you want. Everything is just cherry on top now. Exactly.
1: <laughs> and I think it's so cool because we grew up in affordable housing. Um, we, we knew that, hey, even if we go back to a very, very small apartment, like I'm visiting right now my parents in a, in a small apartment, and we're making it work. We're not complaining. We're just like, hey, this is where we grew up, and this is – this is it like worst case scenario, we'll, we'll be on the streets, but worst case scenario, there's always going to be affordable housing out there, even though there might be a really, really long wait list, uh, for an affordable housing unit, but there is always almost going to be a stopgap. And if we can use affordable housing to provide that stopgap solution for people to say like, Hey, go out, do your thing, do good for the world, worst case scenario, you have this fallback plan. Mm-hmm. That gives people almost no excuse to not take a chance of themselves because you only have one life to live, man. And I love seeing how you're living your life. I, I genuinely wanted to do this interview today, have this conversation with you today because you and I haven't had a really good conversation like this for a really, really long time. And I just wanna say I'm just so proud of you, man.
0: Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm proud of you. Dude. I mean, I'm watching you when you first started your... <laughs> <laughs> when you first started doing your, your uh, Instagram thing, I'm just like, yo, this, this, <laughs> boy, this boy is awkward, dog. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I just feel like, yo, just laugh at it once in a while. <laughs> no lie, dude. And then I'm watching, like, I remember this one video you had, yeah. and you had, like, 50
1: haters. <laughs> <laughs> I Remember that one? <laughs>
0: oh my um, god they would say shit like, oh, I like shut up nerd or something <laughs> like that I was like I was dying man cause, cause I'm dying because I know it's you and I know, I know it wouldn't affect you I know it wouldn't wait. hit your ego oh. but you would just laugh at it and you would use that as feel oh. so but for me man I was just like oh my god that's so funny and I'm like I can't wait till I get haters coming out of the blue and just start talking smack so that's, that's kind of how you know you made it so I'm, I'm looking at that I'm just like man, I've been doing this for like a year, two years. Kenny, you just got some haters, man. He made it before I did. I was like, damn. Dude,
1: yeah. that, was, uh, that was like the fourth reel I made. That's so, yeah, <laughs> <was> early, dude. <laughs> that was the fourth reel I made. We got 20,000 views and we got so many haters. And I remember replying back to them. It's like, hey, man, I just wish the best for you. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to say. I was like, I just wish the best for you. And then they would DM me afterwards and say some other stuff. And I was like, hey, man, I just wish the best for you. They're like, sure, whatever. And they get so mad that I was just like being so nice to them. But hey. That, that's who we are. Niceness kills, man.
0: <laughs> niceness, it's niceness kills. It's like yeah. sometimes you want to get on someone's nerve, you yeah. just be super nice. Yeah. And it's like they know you're doing it on purpose. It gets them so worked up, right? I know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's been it's been a while, man. I mean, I I deleted Instagram during COVID because it was just so negative. They were all like just bad news, and I needed to remove myself from that negativity. And during COVID, the silver lining was like, dude, I read a lot of books and I listened to a lot of podcasts about Airbnbs, short-term rentals, and I took a chance and thank God I had my wife, Tina, I had our, our best friends Wilson, that signed on the dotted line with me. And these are the relationships I'm pissed that, I didn't sign that line yeah, too, bro. Dude, it doesn't <laughs> matter. It doesn't matter because it's scary, man. It's real money on the line and I would never fault anyone not signing on the line because it's- to be honest, it was my first deal. Think about how scary that was, man. Like I took a home equity loan out on my, my primary residence. Right. We took out like $170,000 to buy that first property which use for down payment. And, but if you think about it again, going back to the serious decision, if I never made that decision to buy a primary home in the first place, then I would have a home equity loan to take out for that property. Tina and I, and also we would have never became millionaires. Mm-hmm. How crazy is that? But then when I was going through that, I had to remind myself about all the hard things I've done in life, which was I used to be an EMT, I used to answer 911 calls, I did this in consulting, I did this for a restaurant, I turned it around. And that's what I'm hoping the audience really gets out of today's conversation with me and you is because if you think you ever want to break out and do your own thing, you have to start making those hard decisions today because you can then, when the time comes for you to take the leap, you can reflect back and be like, man, I woke up at 5 a.m. every day for these appointments at Equinox, right? I woke up early for all this stuff. I did the hard things that most people would never do, that you were probably better than 80% of the world right now just because of what you have done in the past. And that was not a surprise. That's literally what you did, and I think that's what I'm hoping the audience takes away from today is if you're really trying to do something, start doing hard decisions today because the friends that signed on dot line with me, they've seen me throughout my entire life. It was no surprise to me that you know we're successful today, but they also understand like, hey, when things are hard, what is he going to do Be- and they're only going to look back at the evidence of what you have done in the past right and that's but, why for me, I believe in you so much, right
0: but I think you know. F- for you, I think it just kind of speaks on your leadership as well, because I tell you why people sign on that dotted line. Yeah. Because they know that if this shit goes, if this <laughs> shit fails, yeah, it's gonna hurt you way more than it hurts them. That's right. And that's what you want, right? That's if right. I sign that line, I was like, how? Why do I sign this line? I talked to I talked to Wilson. and like so he signed a line. I was like, I didn't sign it for the house. I signed it for Kenny. Mm. That's what it is. That's the difference. Yeah. You know, it was not about what's going on. It's just, it's just a pledge that I believe that Kenny's gonna do what he needs to do to get this shit done, and I believe that. I thank him every day for it. Yeah, and he thanking you every day for it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I tell him all the time. I, I told him I was like, I'm never gonna forget that you signed on that line because you could have said no. I remember we were at the lake house. And we were literally closing on that deal at the lake house. How that cool would be was a great that? time. <laughs> how cool is <laughs> that? And man, I just told him how much I loved him because to say that it was lonely, it's not a a insult to him. It's more like, hey, he was still going through the motions with me. We were learning together. And I think you and I, just before this podcast, we have three tripods set up and we're like, <laughs> how do we do this podcasting? We see people how to do it, we know it's powerful, we know it's important, yeah. but if you were waiting for the perfect thing, we would have an umbrella lighting there with, uh, <laughs> with lighting and umbrellas and everything, but I, I'm hoping for the people out there watching, you don't need to get perfect at it to get started, It's better you got to start before you're ready, and if we never started, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now, just between you and I like just a, deepening our friendship.
0: That might be one of the best tip. Start before you're ready could yeah. be one of the best tips. Yeah. But don't be stupid though. You <laughs> know, like, like start before you you're educated. ready but like you know prep once you
1: right. have some kind of deadline. Right. You had training, you actually worked you, a full-time yeah. job, you learned a lot of stuff about the business. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it just comes down to self-confidence, right? Mm,
1: the self-confidence that's
0: right. is do you have the uh, do you have the ability or do you think that you can solve problems. Yeah. Not right. not like solve physical therapy problem, not like real estate problem. Can you just solve problems in general? hmm mm-hmm. And if you believe you can solve problems, then you're gonna be much more able to just take some of these risks yeah. and just start before you're ready. Cause look, if we need to start when we're ready, <laughs> we'll never be ready, man. We'll never, never be, be ready. ready. Oh my God, I remember when I opened up this place and we were looking at a grand opening day and I kept kept pushing it back. Yeah. I kept pushing it back, kept pushing oh, it I back. Oh, I didn't know this. This is, this is interesting, yeah. I kept pushing it back, man. Yeah. I didn't want to open because I was like, yo, it's just not ready, it's just not ready. Yeah. And it's just like small details, yeah. right? So I'll get the lighting. You know, <laughs> <point> <laughs> the through. lighting. Just, you know, it, there's just so much thing I have in here that yeah. I want out here. Yeah. And then it sounds like, dude, it's ready, man. Yeah this is better than you guys all the places that other people could have been to and i'm like yeah but you know it's missing this it's missing that it's like no no don't don't oh. worry and you know who actually called me out and made me make the move set select a date our boy wilson's uh wife now sharon oh i love it's, that i don't think i ever told her this shout out to sharon so, i don't told i told her this so if she's yeah. watching this <laughs> you know she's gonna get a shout out shout out to <laughs> sharon so we were just hanging out and we're talking about this thing. And I'm just like, look, it's not ready. You know, I got to do this. Yeah. I'm just going to keep pushing away. And I think, she, I forget what she said. she said exactly, but it's something kind of like this. She goes, so are you just afraid?
1: I love that question.
0: Are you just afraid? And I'm like, and I was afraid. You are. And I was afraid. I was, af- you know, just that imposter sim- symptom that comes. The imposter or yeah. uh, whatever. They call it imposter syndrome,
1: that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah
0: exactly. And it just kind of creeps up, right? It's like, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, it's not good enough. Yeah.
1: People's not going to think Why would great. you think you're a PT of clinic owner, right? Yeah, like, who, who yeah. am I? I'm just yeah. like, I'm a
0: kid from yeah. affordable housing. I grew yeah. up near Chinatown. Yeah. No, I'm not supposed to be doing this stuff. Like, no. I'm not good enough. And then once I hear that, I was like, wow. And it goes back to, just got to get it done. Because mm. you you can't just not open. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, you gotta pay there. <laughs> That's rent, how it we'll works. So, selected a date, made a solid. Love it. And just market it like crazy. Yep. And during the grand opening, it was almost like a fire hazard here. Like <laughs> we have people here, and it just like <laughs> it's just cramped, yeah. right? Yeah. And I was like, God, I think we did pretty good. <laughs> uh, I think we did pretty good. Yeah. And then we had the food, we had the lion dance, and it yeah. was a tr- it was an awesome day. Yeah. It was an awesome day, but I would not have done that without a little push from Sharon. Yeah. And that goes back to just start before you're ready. Yeah. That's right. right? And you would always come into this problem. Like before that's I right. hire my, my new therapist that's coming on in July. Yeah. I was like, am I ready? Are we ready to hire yeah. another person? Yeah. yeah. What well, my schedule looks like, blah. I'm just, but you know what? I know once I have someone starting. Yeah. I would do what I need to do yeah. to make sure this will be a success, Yeah. right? So just knowing, having that confidence to yeah. know that you can solve problems, yeah. that's gonna take you so far.
1: That's right, man. I think I've been on enough trips with you and I've been on enough vacations with you, hung up with you enough that, hey, when problems came up, we found a way to solve it or things just kind of work out because we never let it stop us from taking that next step and seeing how, man, it's just, this place has come, your business has come such a long way, man. And it's just so cool, I can't stop marveling at your success, admiring your efforts, and just having these conversations with you where we talk about the fear that we have to overcome. Because sometimes we do need someone to ground us. Like, good thing Sharon said, hey, are you just scared? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that's exactly the question we need to be asked. It's like the most simple question, but sometimes... We don't even know to ask Yeah, that's the problem. Sometimes your friends might think it's insulting to ask that question. Mm-hmm. But... I would say if we were to flip back on them, it's like, hey, why aren't you doing something? It's not that we are insulting them or anything like that. It's more of we want to be good friends, and sometimes the good friend asks the hard questions and tells you what you're capable of. And I wish, like, if I had known that you were going through that, I would have called you up real quick. And I'd be like, dude, what are you doing, man? (laughs) Open up! Yeah. But I understand the fear that you were going through. It's not easy. But I think that's why you are where you are today, because you have made those decisions in spite of how much fear you had in your mind and in spite of what unknown obstacles you have, because you're never going to solve every single problem. You're only going to gotta trust in yourself that you have the right team, you have the right friends to ask when these questions come up, or no friends that know other friends that can help you. The
0: problems just just get bigger. Yeah, I love that. It yeah. just gets bigger, it never gets smaller. Mm-hmm. Every time from this journey on, I'm just like, oh, I'm going to yeah. solve this problem and things will be great. And then the bigger problem comes up yeah. and I'm like, this yeah. is even worse than the last problem. <laughs> and, and then you fix that one and you're like, yeah. oh my God, that yeah. was even more. Yeah. So like, I feel like you're never going to have, stop having problems. Yeah. You're just going to be better at doing better at solving these problems. And when you're better. better at solving these problems, you're going to solve bigger problems. Love that. That's just the way it is. And you got you to gotta come to terms with that. I'm still fighting it, to be honest. Sometimes I'm just like, yo, I got this good. I'm good. I'm cruising, right? <laughs> for like a week. A week. You're cruising for a week. And yeah. the next thing you know, you're, you're like back in it. <laughs> like, how did this happen? Like, oh, I thought I was good. <laughs> you know? I paid this person to solve this problem. Good. It's crazy. But yeah, I think, you know, I think out of our friend group, you and I, were kind of like the problem solvers. At least I, I see you. Yeah. i mean we've been on so many trips we've been on so many adventures and not all of them go smooth (laughs) you know somehow just hiccups bro there are hiccups hiccups, bro sometimes throw ups man yeah just straight up but i know i'm like i'm good i got i got kenny over there you know we'll we'll figure it out together that's right the amount of times we have to just sit down and be like we're good everything kind of going to shit right now (laughs) but but I have a plan, <laughs> you know, we're going to do this. It won't be, you know, it's not like we worry, worry about the left turn. We worry about the left turn. We worry about the left turn, bro. <laughs> just like a 45 degree, little indent over here that we can <laughs> crawl into and make our way over. <laughs> and that's kind of where that, I think that's why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. It's that we're seeing these little paths that other people may not be able to see. That's right. We but it's also just about training yourself to see it. That's right. You know, you, right. you can't see
1: something you don't look for. That's right, yeah. I think we, now that you and I, like I moved across the country, but you and I are still meeting new people every day. We're not just staying stay in our own circles. And when we do that, we get exposed to different perspectives, different, it's kind of like the, the rule of like, hey, you are the average of the five people you're closest to, that is absolutely true. Because once you get around certain folks that think a little differently, that views problems differently, that changes your entire perspective about what's possible, what's not. And I have made it a priority to not force that onto any of our friends. Because what I've realized is people will just come when they're ready and you just gotta meet them where they are. And I think again, it just goes back to why are you so successful, man? I'm I'm just so proud of you dude. Yeah, you can't can't force people to do some you can't, you can't
0: force someone to do something yeah. when they're not ready. Yeah. That's a whole mindset shift thing. Yeah. That's why we create the content going back to content creation and all that yeah. right whenever we were trying to create any anything at all
1: mm-hmm.
0: one of the big focuses have people come out of looking at a video or, or a yeah. blog or content yeah. or whatever and make yeah. them think never thought about that way mm-hmm. that's all we want yeah because with enough never thought about that way yeah you start a revolution you Start a movement and it's huge that's right? of awesome. social media one person see it never thought about this so we share it boom two three four millions yeah. next thing you know you just change a whole idea yeah of a perception of what we think is normal and now mm-hmm. it's no longer normal now we have now we accepted something brand new
1: yeah and it's beautiful man you just taught me about slouching in less than an hour that's more that's a incredible piece of value of information that i think people underestimate to be honest with you but how life-changing it can be if they apply it on a regular basis man that is so cool dude all right man hey let's wrap this up for people that want to reach out to you that want to get in touch with you how can they find out more about you man cool man
0: so my name is dr j i run a business called physio x you can find me on the website www.physiox.co no m just a c o find me on instagram dr gia lee j-i-a
1: LI or my business profile, physiox.co. Thank you, man. Hey, this has been fun. Let's do this again next year, all right? Let's do it, man. Dude, love you. All man. right. Mm-hmm. Love you, man.